Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of Array and the blog Icing and Glitter. If you're new here, welcome. You can expect conversations with leaders in wellness, business, beauty, and just overall badasses who will inspire you to achieve your goals, optimize your life, and dream bigger. Today's episode is with Michael Bumgarner, a farmer turned entrepreneur who founded the CBD skincare brand Kanuka. If you've heard about CBD beauty brands a million and one times, this episode is one you're going to want to tune into because we talk about everything from ingredients to efficacy. And of course, I get some juicy details on entrepreneurism from Michael because you know what? I can't help it. What I think is really cool about Kanuka is that it was the first CBD skincare line to launch at Ulta Beauty, which is a big deal. It was also the largest CBD beauty product launch in history. This is a fascinating conversation and I'm so excited to jump in. So let's welcome Michael to the show. So Michael, how did you get into the world of CBD? Like, was this a personal experience? What led you here? Yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, it wasn't even CBD at the beginning. Um, I have a farming background and I originally got interested in industrial hemp. Um, where I'm from, and you know, it's a very small rural community in Ohio, and a lot of people, you know, really are struggling to put, you know, more, you know, income into their pockets, more food on the table because they, you know, there's just not a lot, lot of opportunity. So I, I started studying about industrial hemp because it would allow that small and medium-sized farmer to put their land back to use for them, but ultimately, you know, generate more, um, more income so they can prosper. Um, so I started studying about industrial hemp. You know, there's thousands and thousands of different uses you can use industrial hemp for. A lot of people don't know in the 1920s and 30s, industrial hemp was the first billion dollar crop in America. Um, I No way. Yeah, it was. So, and then uh, prohibition came. So, you know, it became illegal. But as we've seen over the past couple of decades, you know, the conversation about cannabis has changed starting with the coast. I'm in middle America here in Ohio. So I'm thinking, okay, it's still illegal in Ohio to grow industrial hemp at the time. It was about 2014. How can we, from the private sector, create a brand to kind of help re-educate and kind of destigmatize cannabis in general? Um, there was, again, thousands of different things and different products we could have created. And it just so happens my wife is in dermatology. So I was able to learn from her most skin issues, the root cause of it, is inflammation, whether you're talking acne, rosacea, eczema, scarring. Uh, the root cause usually and typically was the same thing. And what we have found is, you know, some of these cannabinoids within the cannabis plant really help 
calm and soothe the skin. Um, so we were able to really isolate that CBD molecule and uh, really quickly test it, you know, on family, friends, and some patients to see uh, if it was effective of really calming that skin. And we and we saw it was. So when I think of like how can we re-educate and re, uh, you know, destigmatize it and a category that has a taboo around it, I didn't want to have to, you know, create a product that I had to explain not only what CBD was but also how to use the product. So skincare really jumped out at us as this really easy to understand product because people know what skincare is. So ultimately, if I could get my, the product in their hands and they could use it and see it firsthand that it was effective, then they'll want to learn more about the ingredients and why it's so effective. That's kind of the thought process I had right out of the gates. And we were fortunate enough to get the opportunity to, uh, you know, to scale it rather, you know, rather quickly. You know, we were the first... And I think still to this day, the only uh, CBD cannabis beauty brand to launch nationally with Alta and Nordstrom. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had, we've scaled, you know, from zero to 2000 doors rather quickly, but what that has allowed is really to change the conversation of what cannabis is, what it's not. Uh, so people can just learn about all the benefits and there is a vast amount of benefits to the cannabis plant in general. That is really, really fascinating. So I'm going to rewind a little bit, but your wife's a dermatologist. Like, had she used CBD in her skincare practice in the past, or was this something that you guys sort of discovered together? Yeah, it was really kind of, um, well, to answer your first question, no, they haven't. And I think most dermatologists, dermatology offices still to this day probably don't. Um, but what we, you know, what we were doing, it was really just trying to solve problems. So um, we, the research showed us that CBD was known to really calm uh, and soothe the skin. So we were able really just to test it quickly. And with her experience and understanding how the skin works in general, uh, we were able to, you know, trial and error, you know, test it out. And, uh, and we quickly saw that there was a benefit. So from there, next step was, okay, CBD is an effective topical when used topically. It, it helps really calm the skin. Now, how do we create a brand that makes this approachable? How do we get this product and this new ingredient into so many people uh, so we can increase demand for this crop to ultimately get back to my mission, which is really to increase, you know, increase the demand so we can, uh, we'll need more farms to cultivate it so we can put people back to work. Um, so, so ultimately we wanted to create an approachable brand, but we paired that CBD with Manuka honey, you know, cause I had this thought process. And again, this is 2014, 15. We were very early in it that, you know, this is an effective ingredient, which means a lot of the bigger, bigger beauty players in the world would probably gravitate to this new innovative ingredient and start using it. So if you didn't have a strong differentiator, um, you know, you're going to be quickly passed passed over because the big, you know, the big L'Oreal's of the world can just introduce a new ingredient and they already have, you know, access to the masses. So we started using Manuka honey to give us a strong differentiator, a more effective product because Manuka honey is a medical grade ingredient used in hospitals all across the world to heal, heal burn wounds. Um, so out of the gates, you know, we really wanted to create an effective product and then scale it as rapidly as possible. Uh, and due to the partnership with Alta, we were able to, uh, to achieve that first goal. That's incredible. So let's talk about this Manuka honey piece. Um, it, it's it's used on burn victims. So like, I guess it's it's healing. Like what are some of its benefits on skin? Yeah, well, it's part of the, so the only places in the world where you can 
source Manuka honeys are in New Zealand in the southern tip of Australia. And why, why it's so uh, effective is it actually the bees pollinate with the Manuka bush, which is in the tea tree family, which is known to have you know, really um, effective skin and health benefits. So it's this really powerful, um, you know, powerful honey that truly helps heal the skin uh, as well as when you digest it, you know, people, you know, all across the world use it when they start to get cold and, you know, start to get sick. So it's really an, an immunity booster as well. So it really does make it a, a really effective um, skincare product. And, and why is Manuka honey so special? Like why that as opposed to any other kind of honey? Well, it really has to do with, with uh, the bush that the, the bees pollinate, you know, that Manuka bush, um, is, a, is in the tea tree family. So it's really, uh, antimicrobial, antibacterial. So when you, when you pair that with honey in general, with the, uh, it really just creates this, you know, honey on steroids truly. <laughs> and it really just becomes a, a medical grade, uh, product that allows the, the skin to heal much, much faster. I mean, you got to think there, you know, I found Manuka honey, you know, this is very much a family-based business. I found Manuka honey because I was searching for that secondary ingredient to complement CBD because I, I knew I needed additional effective synergistic ingredients and not just be a one-trip pony. Uh, and it just so happens my cousin was working in a burn unit in, uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, you know, she knew we were looking for, you know, that that next ingredient. And she's the one who called us and said, Hey, you know, we've actually started using Manuka honey in our burn units. Um, and that's when that kind of that second light bulb kind of went off. It's like, okay, if we can create a, a formula that combines the, uh, the, you know, the, the benefits of CBD with Manuka honey, you know, not number one, it's going to be a more approachable brand because people in general believe that honey is, um, you know, is, it's healthy, whether they know why or, or why not there is that perception that honey is good. So that's good as well as we can brand it, uh, you know, a little bit away from the cannabis and more on the honey aspect to ultimately get it into people's hands so they can see firsthand the effectiveness. And then they'll want to understand, you know, why, why these ingredients are effective. And that's how I learn. you know, uh, if someone tells me, you know, to remember why something is important or why something is good. It typically goes in one ear out the other. You know, I learned when I really want to understand, you know, why something is effective and it's from personal use. So that, that was the, the thought process when we launched Kanuka. It was really about how do we, how do we entice someone to want to learn why these ingredients are so effective? Because ultimately, you know, I look at this cannabis, this cannabis kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like a wave coming in from the coast into middle America where, you know, you know, the coast have been, they've understood that there's some health benefits, whether you're talking about the CBD or hemp seed oil or even the THC for, for many years, but middle America, the conversation mm -hmm. is not there yet. So I wanted to create a brand to really hit middle America and help speed up that, um, that gap and why cannabis is so effective, uh, not only for the health benefits, but we, you know, industrial hemp is one of the actual only uh, crops that actually puts nutrients back into the soil. So there's a, there's a really big environmental uh, positive impact that industrial hemp cultivation can, uh, can bring to the world as well. I love that. 
So just, I mean, we're talking about middle America and I mean, you're right. I feel like, you know, the West Coast is definitely much more um, progressive and open to certain trends and ingredients for sure. And I think they just tend to adopt it a lot quicker than, um, you know, I would say the, the rest of America for sure. And so right now you are changing the, the conversation in middle America, but like, what do you feel are some of like the apprehensions that people have when it comes to putting CBD on their skin? or CBD in general, even? Well, I think it's changing quickly. And I'm, and I'm really proud to say, I, I believe part of that's due because Kanuko was able to get into some really well-respected national retailers on a national level. So like Alta and you know, Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, all the urban family. And people look at those retailers as, um, that, you know, they legitimize the products that they bring in because it's their name on it too. So, so I do see that changing, but it's education. Um, you know, CBD, if you think in beauty specifically, CBD is really probably one of the, you know, one or two new ingredients over a span of 15 to 20 years. You know, beauty is so competitive, but if you really look at a lot of the formulations, most of it's the same ingredient, you know, mixed around a little bit. CBD is really new. It's really innovative. And anytime you bring in a new uh, new ingredient, whether it's a, a cannabis-related ingredient or or not, there is that you know that lead time or that time it takes to educate the consumer. So we had about twelve months on shelves educating the consumer, and then COVID hit. Uh, when I talk to these buyers and my oh national retail partners, they say it typically takes eighteen to twenty-four months to really to get that adoption on a national level with the new consumer. Uh, so I really just think going back to your question, I kind of got on a tangent there. Um, I really just think it's been lack of access. Um, you know, I think it started CBD started with these tinctures and, um, you know, ingestibles on the coast. Really, no one was talking about it topically. My fear in launching a, a tincture or an ingestible out of the gates in, in middle America, more conservative, um, there would already be skepticism. But, you know, I think people... Like, let's say on the West Coast, you know, I, I would say they're, you know, they were thinking of going vegan or eating really clean. They adopted that earlier than I would say middle America. So I, I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, create a brand that would be in everyone's comfort zone in skincare. It just jumped out at me where it was really like, you know, everyone, you know, most people know what skincare is, whether it's you just use a bottle of, you know, Vaseline pump lotion or a bar of soap. I mean, that's still skincare. So it was an easy, it was an easy brand mm -hmm. to introduce, you know, a, uh, you know, a consumer who is not as familiar as, you know, all the benefits of doing it, you know, ingesting, ingesting cannabis, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure it does. Um, so when it comes to CBD, even I feel like, you know, with, with more educated audiences or rather people who have like exposure to CBD as now a skincare ingredient, I still feel like there's like these two camps, right? And I think it may be because the market was perhaps like flooded with CBD products when, you know, when one started, I feel like so many showed up. So you know, what is the science behind CBD for skincare? And like, what would you say to the naysayers? Uh, well, I would say to the naysayers, uh, go to kanuka.com and send us an email and you know, I'll, give you, I'll give you a sample so you can see for your for, for yourself. Um, 
I mean, truly, I mean, I think that's the best way. And I think that's why we started with skincare um, because if skincare is important to you, you know, clean, you know, clean skincare is good. Uh, and I do think people are getting, be, you know, becoming more aware, especially from COVID on what they put in and on their body. So I think truly, I think the science, mm-hmm. the, the science, I, that I feel, feel that that is a, uh, probably a lot more, we can go a lot more in depth with that. If we're talking about ingesting it and how it can infect, you know, affect your endocannabinoid system. You know, with Kanuka, I really look at us as like the very tip of the, the spear in this cannabis movement where, you know, we don't talk about getting the CBD into your bloodstream. So you, we don't talk about how it can potentially decrease inflammation within the body. We really stay focused on what it can do topically. And it is a powerful um, ingredient that can help soothe and really calm the skin. And ultimately, what we want to do is allow some of these other great brands tell the science on what it can do when you put it inside your body. We really try to stay really mm-hmm. narrowly focused on this is skincare. It'll help hydrate. It'll help calm and soothe your skin. Get interested in the in the ingredients, so then they can you know the person wants to learn more um, you know about why they're so effective. Uh, we also have to be careful about the claims that we can make. I mean, I think you've seen some probably some pretty big CBD brands getting a lot of trouble by going in there really hard saying, Hey, we can cure X, Y, Z. That's why I use, you're probably wondering why I use some of the language I use on this, on this interview or this call, you know, because we want to be very careful, you know, and not making certain claims Mm -hmm. because there is still a lot of research being done on this ingredient. But I I do believe um, in the consumer. I do believe in the, in the private sector as in if we can create, you know, effective brands, effective products, get it out to a lot of people. Um, you're going to have a lot of uh, case studies on an individual basis saying, hey, this worked for me and this is why it worked for me and this is how it worked for me. Um, but but you're right, going back to your original question, there was, there's, think about this, there's 3,600 plus CBD brands launched in the last two years. Um, I've never heard of- What? I've never That's heard, wild. That's crazy. So wild. I've never heard of another category- um, especially in CPG that had to deal with that much competition. So when you say there was an overload, I, I absolutely agree that there was probably an overload coming out of 2019 just because it was, you know, you couldn't pick up the newspaper or jump online without seeing CBD this or CBD that. Uh, Kanuka has been very, very fortunate that we were very early, um, very early in this game. And so we were able to, you know, really um, – get that brand awareness out fast and become one of the, one of the leaders in the CBD beauty category, but very, very competitive right now. Yeah. I mean, 3,600 plus <laughs> brands launched a two year period. That's really no joke. So <laughs> yeah. then how can a, cons- how can a consumer differentiate between a brand that is using high quality CBD as opposed to not like, are there certain things that people should be looking for when they're purchasing CBD skincare, like, you know, how does a common consumer kind of know what's legit and not? No, it's a great question. Um, my, my initial immediate response would be, it should be the same as you think of any product, especially if you're going to put it in and on your body. I mean, I think you look at these brands and want to really understand where they source their ingredients. Are they being transparent? And that goes across the board. Um, CBD is really, in my opinion, no exception. So what I would do is I would look at brands that you know, have their certificate of analysis online that really are very open and transparent about how they source and how they cultivate. Are they vertically integrated or 
Are they just buying off the internet? Um, you know, it, it was, it truly was the wild west and it still is to some degree. <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. Right when I was launching the brand, uh, you know, you buy CBD by the kilo. Uh, at least we do because we use a CBD isolate. Um, so we bought it by the kilo. We had a trusted source, but we had to switch up at one point, but, you know, when we were in our testing phase and we were shipped a kilo of CBD and we found out it was, a, it was just flour. They sent us flour. <laughs> so that was the most expensive uh, kilo of flour in my, my, my entire life. But I, I tell you that because there's a, there's a lot of brands out there. Uh, I was fortunate. I was able to really partner with some great people and we were able to, you know, we had funding behind us. But let's just say I was doing this and it was just my wife and I, you know, you know, doing this on the side again. You know, a kilo of CBD at the time is very, you know, very, very expensive. Most people don't have the infrastructure to test that the ingredients that they receive are actually the ingredients that they receive. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would probably just take that flour thinking it's CBD and mix it up in, in their in their skincare products um, and get it to market and then be in a, in a world of hurt. Luckily, we, we were able to test it. We had third part partner partnerships, third party partnerships to find out real quickly that it was not CBD and we were able to uh, remedy that pretty quickly, but um, but it's it, it, you know especially out of the gates. You're talking three years ago. It was really it really was the wild west. Now we've we've institutionalized a lot of this stuff and it's becoming more uh, normalized as a commodity, and we are vertically integrated. So we don't we don't run into those challenges right now. But uh, but it was uh, an interesting. Uh, let's just say that was an interesting day when you open a kilo of flour. Yeah, I mean that is. That is absolutely wild. Wow. Oh my God. So like when, when someone is buying CBD skincare, is there like a certain percentage of CBD that they should be looking for? Or like, does that not like, is that, is that not a thing? Well, I tell you what, a lot of the, you know, it's a great question because a lot of people do believe that is a thing. Um, now Kanuka's on the camp that, you know, when you're talking topically, we are not making any claims that, you know, our, our, our formulas aren't, uh, created to penetrate the skin and, and, and put these active ingredients into your blood. I feel the dosing conversation really mm -hmm. has to do with the ingestibles. If you're taking a CBD for anxiety or pain, uh, with, you know, which is, it's important mm -hmm. to make sure that CBD is getting into your blood to, you know, have the health benefits. We do not. So our state topically, so it really is just an amount about the, your skin absorbs, you know, any skincare, our, our lotion, you know, some people may have skin that they need to put five or six pumps, some, you know, of lotion on their skin. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, maybe have different skin that only needs one. So it really is just about an individual, on an individual basis, how your skin absorbs uh, our skincare uh, products. So like literally just like, I mean, like the, the, I guess like the potency of the CBD, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter when it's a topical thing. No, exa exactly. And in a lot of our uh, other ingredients, I mean, our whole, our whole, our whole formulation, you know, is created with clean ingredients. So, um, so it's not only the CBD that you're getting benefit from it, but it's the hyaluronic acid. It's the vitamin, vitamin C, vitamin E, um, you know, Manuka honey. So it's that whole synergistic formulation mm -hmm. that really provides the value when you use Kanuka. Very cool. So I know that there is this sustainability piece when it comes to your brand. And like, I think, I mean, you, you did touch on it lightly with like, you know, um, like 
basically giving farmers work and sort of bringing the whole mm -hmm. CBD like hemp production up basically. So is there, is there more to it than that? Would you say? 100%. Um, now we're, we've not been able to implement everything that we want to as of yet, but we have a roadmap that I believe, you know, we're, we're on, we're definitely on track to, you know, be as sustainable as possible. You know, my, my ultimate vision is to work with the same farmers we're working with right now to actually take their biomass from them too. So not only will they extract the CBD and the hemp seed oil that we use in our products, but they have a lot, a lot of leftover, you know, biomass with the stalks and the fiber. And there's some really innovative companies out there right now that are working on hemp bioplastics, hemp paper. Uh, so we ultimately can use wow. the entire plant throughout, you know, throughout our uh, manufacturing process. Now the technology's not there yet, uh, but it is, you know, one, one way we can get there is truly is just keep doing what we're doing, keep growing rapidly because ultimately it has to do with demand. Once the demand's there, we'll be able to get the technology there on the processing side, as well as take that cost down because it is cost prohibitive to, uh, to jump right into the hemp packaging as well. But you know, it just takes mm -hmm. time. You know, when we started Kanuka, a kilo of CBD was over $10,000. A kilo of CBD today, you know, probably between five hundred and two thousand dollars, depending on where you source. So, so it's already working because the demand is is there, which takes down you know some of those upfront costs. Wow, that's a, I mean that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I when I was saying that flour, I think that, that that kilo of flour was the most expensive flour that I bought, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legitimately that's crazy so what what are the regulations around cbd because i mean it's it's a newer category and i can't imagine it's an easy one to navigate uh it's becoming easier it is new and you know especially 2018 it was very challenging to navigate but it's pretty clear so uh cbd you know that has under 0.03 percent thc you know it's industrial hemp and can be sold in America. Uh, now there's a couple states and I forget them right off the top of my head that, you know, have attorney generals that, you know, make it a little bit more challenging, but overall very black and white on how you can use CBD. Now I am topically, so it is easier to sell CBD uh, in America when you're talking topically versus as an ingestible. And it really has to do with those claims, the intended purpose of the CBD. You know, you know, a lot of these brands, when they're talking about the tinctures or gummies or supplements, you know, they're wanting a, a health benefit for anxiety or pain or, you know, a number of sleep is another, another big one. Those are, those are a lot different claims um, than, than how Kanuka uses it. And a lot of these great topical brands like St. Jane and, you know, there's Lavda Beauty. There's a number of really great brands out there that use CBD. Very cool. And was it was it like more difficult to navigate when you guys were getting started? Like, or were the government uh, regulations already pretty clear at that point? No, no, it was a big risk. Uh, so, I, you know, again, I got into this probably 2000, you know, started 14, 15, was really doing it as a side hustle, learning the beauty industry, especially coming from farming. Um, I never in a million years thought I would be doing panels talking about different eye creams and eye bombs. It's kind of a, a funny sequence of events. But when we, when we started, um, it, it was, 
it was very unclear. Uh, even when I officially launched it late 2017, 18, no national retailer would talk to us. The farm bill hadn't been passed because it got passed later that year in 2018. Uh, so it was a very big risk to get, you know, to be in that industry, you know. Um, but we were confident. We were very confident with the trajectory of industrial hemp. Knock on wood, we were very fortunate that it, the farm bill did get passed later that year, which made it a lot easier, but still not easy. You know, we had to work hand in hand with the with the general counsel of, of really of all these national retailers uh, who wanted to work with us. And we had to make sure they had all the documentation um, to the nth degree of where we source, how it's sourced. Um, are there any metals in the soil that we use? I mean, it was really, we were under a fine tooth comb, but like anything, when you're, when you're a leader in a new category, it's never going to be easy. You're going to have to overcome a lot of challenges, but if you can do it, you know, the risk, you know, the reward could be that much greater. So, so we've accomplished a lot in a short period of time, but we're still, we're still only at the beginning. We've got a lot of work to do ahead of us just to make sure we're, you know, being the great partners and continuing to build a, you know, a, a long-term brand here. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So Michael, I have a question. I mean, considering all of this, when you guys had like initially, I guess, launched, how on earth did you get these like huge brand partners on board? Because like um, Nordstrom, for example, like this, I mean, it's not a joke, right? Like these are like some of the map, like biggest players in beauty. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think, I think it was a couple things. Um, I think it was timing. I think if you think of beauty in general, and even with, you know, with your brand within, you know, with supplements and, you know, everyone's craving that next new innovative thing. Beauty is no different. Uh, mm -hmm. probably one of the most competitive categories or industries I've ever been a part of. So they're always looking for new in innovation. CBD is, you know, and cannabinoids is very new in beauty. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the timing was right. The, the, our, our understanding that we can only control what we can control. So out of the gates, I was really adamant about, Hey, let's just focus on our infrastructure. If we, if we work with the same uh, manufacturers that, you know, for example, Alta works with a number of different brands. If we can work with the same vendor partners that they already work with, it shows that we have a level of credibility and that if they're ready to jump into CBD, we can press go because we already work with the same, you know, uh, vendors that they already work with. If I can work with the same 3PL mm -hmm. that they're already working with, it, it, it makes them more comfortable, uh, you know, giving us the shot. But then ultimately, we were very fortunate. We had in, we have in-house counsel that knows the cannabis industry like no other. Probably the best in the game, in my opinion. So it's it makes the vendor or retailer a lot more comfortable when I say, hey, you know, some of this science, you know, some of the science questions that you may have or the legal questions you have, maybe a little bit over my head. But guess what? How about you connect your general counsel with our general counsel, and they can walk through the language, they can walk through the paperwork step by step. So that's what we focused on. So when we, you know, when we got our opportunity to talk with Alta or Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus or Urban, you know, whether you're talking Urban Outfitters or Anthropology, et cetera, you know, I was able to say, hey, talk to our general counsel. You know, we want you guys as comfortable as possible because we want to make this a long lasting partnership. Um, so, I mean, I think it was those three things. And we have a compelling story uh, with the farming background and really the mission behind the brand is 
We want to increase demand for this ingredient, this commodity, because ultimately I want to create jobs for people. I mean, I think if we've shown you know, in rural America, the average family of four incomes, I think between, you know, 42 and $48,000, if we can, you know, provide them access to an additional five, 10, $15,000, that's material. And I think we've seen in most industrial, um, you know, industrialized countries, if we can increase his, uh, increase people's net worth and their income, their health becomes better. They're, you know, they have a higher le- level of education. They live longer. Um, they're not as uh, susceptible to, um, you know, addiction. So there's a lot of positive things that can happen once, you know, you provide people more opportunity to generate, generate money. So that's ultimately our mission. And I think that was pretty new and, um, you know, for, for those buyers as well. Very cool. So when I was doing research for the podcast, I read that you guys got shut down by Instagram and Facebook a little bit after launching. So, I mean, what happened and like, and why I'm guessing it's to do with regulations. Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's, it's funny now, but I tell you what, you know, when you raise money and I did, so my wife and I, Kelly, we, we self-funded for a couple of years and then we realized, Hey, we have a big opportunity here. We need to raise capital to help expedite this because it's going to be a race. So we raised money um, mm-hmm. and I have a board now. And I remember right before launch, I went down and had this board meeting and I said, hey, I've got the, the best direct consumer campaign. It's going to win. It's going to be the best ever. Uh, whether it was or wasn't, we'll never know because within two months of launch, we were shut down on everything. So that was a very difficult next meeting yeah. when I went to the investors and partners and said, you know that strategy that I was so hyped up about? We're going to have to pivot. Um, but it was challenging, but it wasn't unique to Kanuka, and it still is not unique to Kanuka. It was really uh, the regulation um, that they just had on CBD, and still to this day, it is very, very difficult to market on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm I'm with you. We, we we deal with it too. Like the supplement category yeah. is super tricky too. So I, I completely get it. Well, and, and that's the thing. In my mind, and I know you probably can relate, but it's just I'm 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 a very competitive person, but I want to compete uh, with with these other brands on a level playing field. And it just feels like we are constantly put behind the eight ball. We're, we're, you know, we're able to, to overcome. But again, I, you know, my biggest thing is, Hey, let's just all compete on the same level. And then let's the, the consumer is going to determine who wins and who loses. Uh, but we're constantly just put behind that eight ball because we, we just don't have access to some of the, the, the systems or marketing opportunities still to today um, that, another natural skincare brand would, or, you know, you probably other supplements, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And like, let me tell you, Michael, I really feel you. <laughs> like I've, I've felt that pain and it's, it's super frustrating. And like, yeah. especially with CBD, I mean, I feel like some of the regulations are just ridiculous that Facebook and Instagram have in place for advertising, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, I hope hopefully it will change soon. But but ultimately, um, I love the entrepreneur spirit. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always done my own thing coming out of college. Um, and I, I think some of the probably the best innovators in the world have had to come over way harder things than this. And that's really that 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 that's what creates the true innovation. So um, it is challenging. It is very very frustrating, especially when you you know you have to. You have a team and you've got to, you know, you know, pay people and you've got salaries and you've got to, you know, people to take care of. Um, so there's that aspect, but there's also this, 
uh, thought process that I have where it's like, okay, put another challenge in front of me. How can I, how can I win? How can I beat it? Right. So you just have to get a lot more creative and think out of the box um, constantly. And that's what, and that, that's what entrepreneurs are. I mean, Absolutely. at least we want to be problem solvers. That's all it is, is another problem that we're trying to solve. <laughs> and I know you get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> agree more. Could not agree more. So I wanted to get into the, like, I guess the formulation piece when it comes to um, your products, because, you know, like when, like, there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, like, if it's a natural, like, clean beauty brand, then I may as well, like, you know, find these ingredients lying around my house and use them. So, you know, I think that it's, it's amazing, like, and it's fun, I guess, to have these, like, homemade masks with honey and avocado. But why, like, why? opt for Kanuka instead of, you know, slapping some honey on your face? Well, I would say Kanuka specifically because, if, I mean, if it's the that specific question, which I think your question is probably more broad than this, and I'll, I'll answer that too, but uh, it would be because of the Manuka honey and then the other synergistic ingredients. So I think there's a, there is a, probably a debate on local honey versus Manuka honey, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think it really comes down to um, most people just don't have the time. I mean, most people are just trying to, and I, this might not be what you're expecting, but I think a lot of people are, are just trying to figure out, Hey, how am I paying my rent? How am I, how am I doing my 20 other things? If you're, you know, if you have kids, how am I taking care of the kids? How am I putting food on the, on the table? And you don't really have time to, um, study and learn how to create these things yourselves. Listen, if you do, um, I love that stuff. I love the do it yourself mentality. I, I know my wife would much rather, or, you know, she, she would probably like me to start doing that with all the chores that I have around the, the house and the things that need fixed. Uh, but, but a lot of times we, you know, you know, hire a, a handyman if we're able to, because they've had the time to learn and, and really become the expert in, in the right ways to do something. And I, I would look at skincare and in most product categories the same way where it's, you know, it's the whole idea where, you know, if you don't have the time, this is, you know, it's, com- it's commerce in general where, you know, you're, you're just spending your dollars differently because you don't have the time to do it yourself. And, and that, that's probably the main reason why I would say try Kanuka. You know, if you're into the clean, if you're into uh, really innovative, you know, products and cool brands with cool missions, um, you know, try Kanuka and, and test it for yourself. But by all means, if you're able to do it yourself, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with that either, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if someone were to just try one product from your line, what would you recommend? Like, what's your favorite? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I, well, it is because because some of them have different uses. I, I I love our I love our just all purpose skin balm. Uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with balms. You know, they think they're really oily and they might clog the pores, but it's actually opposite. You know, hemp seed oil and a lot of the ingredients that we use actually uh, do not clog your pores and they don't go on greasy. They actually, uh, you know, hemp seed oil in general is the perfect balance of the omega. So it actually allows it to absorb into your skin quickly, but I'm a scooper. You know, a lot of people think they just rub their finger around our bombs and put a little bit on. Oh, I go, I dig deep and I, I, I put it all over. Um, right when I got into skincare, cause again, I didn't, I mean, my, my skincare regime prior to Kanuka was a bar of dial soap and probably a big pump of Vaseline lotion. I mean, that truly was, Oh my God. Oh man. Very, very basic. And there's nothing wrong with that. But now that I'm in the biz, I'm I'm a, I'm a believer. And I just remember uh, 
Kelly looking at me one night and she's like, what is on your face? You look like a mannequin. And it's because I just slathered on the, the skin bomb all over my face and the light was glaring off. Um, but it really is not all purpose. <laughs> I use it. I use it pretty much everywhere. Our number one seller right now is our eye bomb. Uh, and this is an easy one to explain. A lot of people can relate to getting those puffy, puffy eyes, those dark circles around your eyes. It really is just inflammation. So our eye bomb, when you apply it around your eyes, number one, it absorbs quickly, but those ingredients that really do help calm and soothe the skin. So, and you know, uh, and it's by far our number one seller. It's a good price point too. So I would say either one of those are, are great. Uh, but you know, our, our, our brand new, um, gel bomb cleanser, you know, we're into the bombs, uh, our brand new gel bomb cleanser yeah. just won a couple of awards with new beauty. We have some really good innovation coming out in 2021. So I'm biased. I know, but if you had to do one, start with the, the, the skin bomb and then you can kind of get to all of our, all the goodness again, I'm biased, but that's what I believe. <laughs> I've actually read reviews about the eye bomb and it sounds like people are loving it. So definitely it. <laughs> a good one to try, I feel. Loving it. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. Tell everyone where they can find you, social media, all that jazz. Uh, follow at Kanuka. Very simple. C-A-N-N-U-K-A. -N -N uh, check out Kanuka.com. Uh, we're getting ready to revamp our brand new website, which is going to be launched by October 15th. Extremely excited about that. And then if you're into just a bunch of kid picks, because I do have three kids under six, more family stuff, uh, which is actually pretty boring. I'm at, at Michael underscore bum, B-U-M. Um, happy to share that. Amazing. that with you guys too. <laughs> Perfect. Thank great. you so much, Michael. No, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.